have a special guest here in the building here tonight talking about his new album, Happy Trap, available on all platforms. Ungato Matthew is in the building here at Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Ungato Matthew, what's going on, man? Hey, what's popping? I'm good. Mad Max, what's popping? It's a pleasure to have you on the show here tonight. How are you feeling about your new album, Happy Trap? The new mixtape, but you know what I'm saying? Mixtape. feel like an album, though. It feel like an album, for sure. I feel great about it. You know, I think it's going do a lot of things for me. Like, it's going to show the world a lot of things. I get a world type shit. My favorite one off of the album was Don't Touch My Money. What'd you say? Can I cuss before we get into Yeah, you can. Yeah. This? Yeah. Okay. Don't Touch My Money is my top track. For real? Mm-hmm. You listen to the features? I listen to some of the features. I listen to some of the features. But to me, Don't Touch My Money because you flipped MC Hammer on there. You had the MC Hammer beat. Yeah, the MC Hammer. Like that, huh? I thought you would have said that name. Oh, Rick James, Super Freak. Did you draw in? Now, did you? was it originally the reason why you chose that sample? Was it because of Rick James? Nah, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't even know who, who that was. <laughs> I don't know who Rick James is. I didn't know the song, though. Like, I didn't think of that song. What more resonates with younger people like me is the MC Hammer. So, yeah. What's crazy is how Wikipedia got all your information wrong as far as where you're from. Because when you look online, you do your research. You're from Congo originally. People are saying you're from Georgia. Yeah, no, nah, I was born in Congo, but I'm from Georgia. Like I'm from, what? Well, I'm like from the the states. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not. I, I was born in Congo, Africa, West African. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But as far as the states, it's New York, Connecticut, and then like the North Side. At, like here, Georgia. That's right. I know you were from Connecticut because I'm from Connecticut, and it's interesting that you were here at a young age. I know that. Yeah, I'm, from, I'm from Connecticut. Oh shit, Bridgeport. I'm close to that. I'm close to that. A couple towns over. Is is that okay. where you moved to? You went to Bridgeport. Yeah, it was in Bridgeport. No, the, the bad part, boy. <laughs> It's always rare to speak to someone that's been in Connecticut, especially that people that's been on my show. Connecticut's rare to find someone. So I respect that, that you know what it's yeah. like out here. I am a rare nigga, so you know what I'm saying? We is rare. You feel me? Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> An interesting story I found out about you was that you were actually in the Twin Towers at midnight before the planes hit the towers and they went down. Midnight. Wait, who the fuck told you that? Did my research the fuck that's on the internet that's not on the internet the fuck is you narwhal <laughs> <laughs> uh you consider it that your mother saved your life yeah yeah the, that's hold up uh, yeah yeah i was in the twin towers the day before they went down and my mother was trying to leave and my dad was trying to stay and like I'm just like throwing off because you knew that. But like, yeah, my mother was trying to dip like the night before. And my dad was trying to stay because they had like uh like hotel rooms or whatever at the bottom. And but we eventually we ultimately listened to my mom and we left instead of staying the, um an extra night. And uh we just we found out in the morning that shit, you know, 9-11. So I was there on 9 10, really 9-11 at night, like in the early, early morning. And then uh, yeah, that's crazy. Thank God that you made it out. Thank God that you didn't stay there because... What? 
insane. Yeah. We wouldn't have the great content that we have from you here today. Your skits and then your newest music. Yeah, that's so. How was the the relocation to Atlanta? You said what? Of, how was the relocation to Atlanta from moving out of Connecticut? Bad shit. We just all we did was move from projects to more ghetto. Like it, it, you know what I'm saying? It was just a relocation because you know up north is just bad. Like it was just like you know what I'm saying. It was more like opportunity, I guess, down down south for sure. So we just moved from up there to like the Clarkston Decatur. Like it's like a Decatur north side area called Clarkston. And it's like where all refugees really come. It's like, it's poor as hell. We moved there and shit. We was in this one bedroom apartment with roaches in it, packed up, all sleeping on one bed and one bedroom, all five of us. And shit, we just thugged it out until my dad moved to, we gonna get into that. Content creator here. You're creating content at a young age on YouTube with your brother. As we all know, you're making videos, dances, and he was the one that who encouraged you that you need to build a fan base for people to really rock with your music. Mm-hmm. Well, he a dancer. He always wanted me to be a dancer, but I never wanted to be a dancer. So I'm just like, man, I'm not going to be like, you know, I get it. It makes a, it makes a, you know, fan base and all that, but you know, no one going to really take me serious as an artist or whatever I'm trying to do. If, I'm out here dancing with you. So I let him pursue his dream. My dream was to rap. It was always to do music. So I was like, what I can do, though, is show my personality on YouTube. And through that platform, you feel me? Like, promote my music. And that worked. That worked for me. Your song started going crazy in high school. And people in the town and your city started to recognize you. Yeah. My song, Gang Up. And, uh, I, did crazy. A, I did a remix when A Boogie first came out. Like he had my shit bubbling. I did a remix to that, and it did like two million views in like a month, something like that. It was like crazy, and that like really had my school like you know, and like the United States kind of like get. I was getting recognition, so like do that, but I wasn't getting no money or nothing. It was just like you know, I was just kind of go moving up the ladder. You feel me? As far as recognition. How did these artists start to reach out to you, Young Thug, and get you into the videos, the music videos for their songs? Well, like I said, um, my brother was a dancer. So, like, I'd be with him, you know? So, like, shit, we was going viral, you know what I'm saying? We were viral. Right. It was just in everybody shits, you know what I'm saying? Like King Imprint. Yeah, King Imprint. We'd be, we'd be in everybody, like, videos and all that, just typing up. Just having fun. Atlanta in 2016, 2015 was a wave. Like, it was a wave. It felt like, I don't know, bro. It was a wave for sure. It Atlanta took over the entire music industry around 2015. Took over. Like, when Migos, like, went mainstream, like, with, and, and they brought Dab to the mainstream and all that, it was over with. Like, once it hit them folks, I think, helped Atlanta take over the music industry, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it originated from Columbus, but still, it was, it just, it, it came from Georgia and it just took over the world, like our dances. Yeah. And you even just followed in the footsteps of the Nene, Teach Me How to Dougie, 
and even you've said it because you want to be taken seriously as a musician. And, and in my eyes, just by if you go and listen to the new album, Happy Trap and your singles, High was a major success for you. I've also heard you say that your music hasn't taken off as you want it to. But I know you for your music just by he- hearing the buzz on the Internet and, and looking around on YouTube. I, I tune into your music. What is your definition of taking off? What's the goals that you're setting for yourself as far as taking off with your music? Taking off, I mean, like, 10 million-plus monthly listeners on Spotify. Like, you know, 15 million monthly listeners. Or, you know, having a song that reaches, like, that hits 50 million views. I got 50 million streams. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I'm definitely on the path. I just have such a big, you know, like... I've always said, even when I started rapping, I said, I want to be mainstream. I don't want to be like the, the, you know, the secret weapon. I don't want to be the underdog or like nothing like that. But I get you have to be at that level to get to the mainstream. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like I said in plastic, I remember I wanted to be on that level until I got on it and passed it. And I would just keep passing levels, get to the next level and the next one and the next one. Straight. Have you thought about pausing your skits or doing something differently in order to keep pushing your music out in the forefront? Pausing my skits? What do you mean by that? Well, because I don't make skits. Like, it's not really, like, acting or nothing like that. I, like, I just go out to the public for the most part and just do, like, you know what I'm saying? Shit that people find entertaining. Like, you're talking about, like, when I'm making making couple switch phones and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, like, I wouldn't call it a skit because ain't a skit, like, like a acting. vlog? Would you consider it a vlog? It's it's more like a entertaining ass vlog. I like like a crackhead video. It's just funny. Yeah. It's just fun. Yeah, I don't know. Like I I wouldn't say like I'm definitely more focused, but I've been focused on my music and the YouTube at the same time. I feel like I don't really got to put nothing on pause. Like I've always been the type of YouTuber to drop two videos a month. You know, once a week. Like I don't. You know, I'm not really like consistent with YouTube, so they already know where my heart really lies. Like my whole fan base knows. Like, I started making YouTube videos like two and a half, three years ago, and yeah, and like before then, I was doing music, but my music wasn't like I, with the help of my brother, I get like some viral moments, but it'd be like now I get like a little like you know what I'm saying, a little buzzing. Like, but nobody really knew Unghetto. They just knew, like, you know, like, the song. They knew the music, but not the person. You know what I'm saying? I feel like last year and this year is the first time in my career where it's really more of a face with the music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I come out, I could walk on the stage, and people will actually be excited to see me, not just hear the song. And I think a lot of people, that's, that's, that's a challenge in the music industry today is being as great as your song, you know what I'm saying? And living up to the to the to the hype that your song holds if you make a hit, you know, just being bigger than one song or a couple songs being an artist. So that's what I'm you know what I'm saying, focused on and and trying to push that agenda. What stage was this where when you found out that people knew you for your music? <sighs> When, like, people would stop me and, like, rap my lyrics, you know what I'm saying? Or I could, or people, like, you know, like, I love your music. Like, saying, you know, like, you just you just tell, like, the difference of 
you know, what people talk to you about. Like, people will say, like, I love your videos and your music. I listen to your music all day instead of just being like, oh, like, I seen you on the internet doing this. It's more like about, it's it's about the music too now. You feel me? I know you, your journey through high school that eventually, you know, you, you're making your music, you're going out there, people are knowing your music. And eventually you had to quit your job. You quit your job. Mm-hmm. You saved up, I think, $1,100 in rent money. Mm-hmm. You, you could have went homeless and thank God that you didn't because the people at Epic heard your song, let you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flew you out to LA and you got the deal done. Yeah. You really just, see, you, you got it. Damn. Yeah, 2019. 2018, 20, 2018, I graduated high school. And I, and I, like, a couple months later, I started working at Dollar General Warehouse. I was working at Dollar General, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Depressed, this, that. Dropping music, it ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I fell into, like, a, a, a real depression. Like, it was bad. I wouldn't even talk to no bitches or nothing. Like, I was just focused on what the fuck am I doing with my life? Is this it? So I basically just it just took a it, it took a couple of conversations, a couple of friends and a little inspiration to just kind of take control of my life and be like, I don't want to do this shit no more. Quit. Quit the job. I had a band saved up. I had a rack. I'm like, this rack going to get me two months of rent. I need to make it in this two months or else. Shit, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I don't know. You feel me? Shit, I guess I made it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you did. Mm-hmm. What do you think w- would have happened in order if you didn't make it in two months? What would you have had to do to get out there to where you're at now? Say if you if that miracle didn't come about with Epic. Mm. I think I would have been straight because it was like everything happened in that two months. Like at the it was like at the end of that two months. Everything happened. I I got the I got the deal with Epic. You know what I'm saying? I got the deal with Epic and my YouTube like paid me, like paid me for real for like the first time. Like it all happened at the same time. It was like God said, like, bro, that's enough struggle here. Boom. Like you stay down. It was like that. It was like, whoa. Like, huh? It was like my song was started to, you know what I'm saying? People was listening to my song. My YouTube videos was blowing up and I was getting paid from them. Like, that was my first time I had got like four, I had got a couple racks from YouTube. You feel me? And I, I, I signed a deal at the same time. So I feel like if I didn't sign a deal, I still, my YouTube still would have helped me float and funded and I would have, I would have been straight. You feel me? So I don't know. I don't know. But if nothing happened, like if nothing went well for me, like if I didn't get the deal, if I, if I, didn't blow up on YouTube if nothing happened. Shit, what you think? I would have been homeless. Like, I, I don't know what would have happened. I, I don't think I would have brought myself. I got African. I'm from Africa, like I said. My parents was telling me to go to college, do this, do that. I ain't want to listen to them. So I don't think I could have brought myself to come back home and be like, I failed. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't know what would have happened. I, I can't lie. Like, I, I just don't see myself going back to my dad's house and being like, you was right. Um, I'm going to go to college. You know what I'm saying? I would have never heard the end of it to this day. Like, nah. I would have definitely found a way to thug it out. I don't know. 
Your mother's very supportive of you, and she gives you some advice to this day. What's some of the most important advice that she's given you throughout your career? How do you know what my mother does? Who? Bro, this is weird. Because you must have talked. You got to talk. You talk to somebody around me. That's what you did. That's what you did. <laughs> my mother, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she, yeah, she just, she's supportive, and she keeps me grounded. Like, she tells me, you know what I'm saying? Like, Stay grounded, you know what I'm saying? Stay you, keep God, do what you do. You know what I'm saying? Stay stay out the way. Get your bag, do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Was signing with yeah. Epic, was she there that day with you when you signed the contract? Mm-mm. She wasn't. Like, she, I don't stay with my mother. You know what I'm saying? She stays, like, in another state. You know, so, and my dad... Me and my dad, like, after I left my crib, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to speak too much on it, but, like, we yeah, just wasn't, no, like, no, you don't have to. wasn't speaking at that time. So, I mean, I kind of, it was kind of like, I left, I left, the, I left the nest. I told him, like, hey, I'm finna go do me. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna go do what I got to do. If a year goes by and I don't make it and I, I don't make no progress, I'm going to do what y'all want me to do. I'm going to go to college. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was like, I left. And by the time I came back to my dad's house, shit, I was good. Like, I was buying my siblings' presents and everything. Like, I was great. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, shit. Left and came back in a different wheel. Why is Epic Records the perfect choice for you looking back on signing the deal with them? Why is it the perfect choice? What's worked out so far for you? uh, It felt more family-oriented. Is that how you say it? (laughs) Family-oriented. It felt like, you know, with with. It felt like the CEO really cares about my career. You know what I'm saying, other than just like, an A and R believes in you, but the rest of the building really doesn't. But they gonna sign you anyway because just in case. It was more of a like. I think he's the future. I really believe this. I believe in you, Tricky. Like Tricky, that's my manager. Uh, I believe in Unghetto. Let's do this. Let's really go. Like, it was like, I don't know. It just felt, because I went to other places, but it just felt right, though. Mm-hmm. I just, it just felt right. Because, I mean, I didn't really, like, have, I spoke straight to the, I, I, I spoke with Sylvia, you feel me? And uh, Sylvia just gave me the right vibes. I really don't know how to explain it. It was like, yeah, I feel good. It was meant cool. to be. Yeah. I didn't really have to do too much. It was like, yeah, I want to be there. Let's do it. If you give some important advice to an artist, they don't have to be signing Epic Records, but just any label, what would be the important advice that you would give to them to how to just conserve your money as soon as you get that first check from your record label? Hmm. I would say the check that you get from your record label, right? Put it right back into your career. I don't know. You know, people people get their first check and do things like people get their first check and do things like. But it depends what kind of check it is. I don't know. Most of the time, you read online that people when they get their first check, specifically artists, they blow it on a car. Yeah, it's like they blow it on a car, a chain. They might give they. They brother 30 racks or something, you know, something like that. And it's like, bro, 
Don't do that yet. Relax, chill. Like, you know what I'm saying? The money you just got, use that to multiply your money until you're good enough to do that, for real. I was, I was watching one of Big Sean's interviews before, and he was, like, super huge at this time. He was talking about, like, oh, I just got my mama house. And I was thinking, like, damn, you've been big for it. You've been big for a little minute. Like, but it, it kind of made me think, like, how he was speaking. It was, like, when he first got signed and he was that money was coming in, he ain't just like, oh, let me just take care of everybody. Like, no, wait, you're going to take care of them in the bigger picture. But you can't do that if you blow all this right now. You know what I'm saying? So I think the important thing is to just make sure everybody around you stay down and um, hold it down, bro. Just spend your money wisely. Spend it on marketing, promo. Don't blow it, but spend it wisely on, you know, use the label money too, your budgeting, but also don't just spend all your money on Versace and clothes. You feel me? Like, yeah. And uh, I would say with your money, also invest in something that's not music while you why you got the money you know invest in something else because you never know you never know how life can go just just saying big sean played a, a main influence in your career xxx lil uzi those are some of your favorite artists xxx man i mean it, it was just surprising once and tragic when you heard about the accident how did you relate to him in some way that you had a connection with him and you being a fan of his and he served as an inspiration? Um, I felt like being young and wild, I don't know, we just like a lot of us related, you know what I'm saying? Just like being silly, saying crazy shit. I just felt like it was less of a filter. I was just watching his interview, one of his interviews, his first interview, I just watched it like three days ago. Again, I was just like, damn, this motherfucker really had no filter. Like, he was saying crazy shit that, you know, and didn't get canceled for it or nothing like that. He was just really speaking what he wanted to speak about. And I don't know. He was just really, to just see him actually try to change and go and become a positive influence and a light, I fuck with that. Like, I was like, yeah, because that's what I want to do. When I, like, hit that mainstream level, I definitely want to be a light and interact with my fans. Like, a lot of artists, and it's cool. You know, a lot of artists want to be too cool or, like, be mysterious. But I feel like X had that, but also interacted with his fans, you know, like, as much as he could personally. And that's what I want to do. Like, I want to get there. Childish Gambino was another inspiration of yours. Have you had the chance to meet him throughout your time now in the industry and getting some buzz? Man, I ain't never met Childish Gambino, bro. Damn. One day, I'll meet Charles again, you know, right? Here you go. 3005. That was a huge song when that came out. 3005 was a big song. But, you know, that's not even the song. When did that come out? Oh, I think that was 2014. I think I was a sophomore in high school when that came out. Oh, damn. So, I okay, okay. Freaks and I, Geeks was the one that put you on. Yeah. I, maybe, maybe I say things and then I forget I say them. Yeah, Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks put me on. Childish Gambino. <laughs> I dig deep into my my research when I interview my guests. So, Yeah, Freaks and Geeks was the one that put me on Childish Gambino, man, when I was in the fifth grade. It made me think like, hey, this nigga doing this shit? 
I could do this shit for real because like, you know, before then it was like I wanted to be Wayne and it was like all the rappers out, they was like, you know, like they had the rapper image. But it was like I felt like Childish Gambino, he defied that the rapper image. He changed it like he's a rapper. I was like, Oh yeah, we can all become rappers. Like you ain't, I ain't gotta be all tatted up in the face and this and that, like you feel me? Cause I was I was on that's when I, I made my name Mangetto. I was on some Mangetto shit. So I was like, shit. Oh, that's hard. Let's do it. Yeah, that's where the name spawns from. It stems from because you didn't want to have to be the rapper that had to go out and do all the exotic things, like you said, the tattoos and the guns and everything. Well, the name don't really stem from that. But, like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, the name really stemmed it from, like, you know what I, I told you when we moved to the States? We was definitely, like, in the fucking, um, what's the word? Uh, Poverty. Heavy poverty. It was bad. You know what I'm saying? So once I, my first piece of suburb ever, like, when I visited my dad and I seen, like, damn, this ain't as bad as, like, where we stay. I was like, that's what I want. Because what is a ghetto? Born down slum is that kind of area. So it was, like, unghetto. It was that, it was kind of just manifesting that kind of, like, living. You know what I'm saying? At that young age. So that's where, like, that name really came from. And I wanted to have an adjective, like, how childish Gambino. I was like, un-ghetto Matthew. It was just, yeah. That's interesting. With the whole happy uh, trap with the mixtapes. You brought up Lil Wayne before. Do you uh-huh. want to go on that similar run? Similar to what Lil Wayne had with no ceilings? Oh, man. Lil Wayne, what? What is he, 25 years deep or something? Yeah, I don't know. I ain't gonna lie. I, I'm. If I told you I want to rap for that long, I'd be capping. Like I ain't gonna cap. You know what I'm saying? He a goat. Lil Wayne is him. He him. But like, you feel me? I, I just wanna spread my light in a big way and just do what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I don't want to rap for the rest of my life. I want to like enjoy life. In a, I don't know how to explain it, but like you said, do I see myself having a similar run? Do you want to have a run like Wayne? Because you said Happy Trap was the mixtape. Is it something that you just want to go on a mixtape run and impact the game that way? Uh, no. Nah. I feel like if I wanted to have a mixtape run, I should have done it. I, it would have like you know what I'm saying in the mixtape era. I feel like now you might as well, you know, they projects and albums, you know. It's like, yeah, people really don't respect mixtapes as mixtapes no more. You know, it's an album, it's a project. You know what I'm saying? Now everybody think about first week numbers and shit. When mixtapes was dropping just not that long ago, 2014, 2013, niggas wasn't talking about what a nigga did first week. You know what I'm saying? No. That was that was some 2016, 2017, 2018 and further shit where niggas is like, first week, what's he going to do first week? Audit, you know, when the streaming era became more popular. But before it was just like, hey, you know what I'm saying? The music was there and it's going, you know? That Piff, when That Piff was popping. Yeah, That Piff, Spinrilla. But I'm still on that. I'm still on that where you put out the music and it's going to resonate with who it resonates with. And the music is going to do what it does. It's, it could blow months later. It could blow, you know what I'm saying? You just got to push it like. You you know, like, what's going to happen is going to happen. 
But all that instant gratification that everybody's so used to in this new generation, I mean, like, you know, like, I got old school management. So, like, I already know, you know what I'm saying? They kind of talk, they kind of pull me out of that phase of like, oh, what's it going to do in the first couple of days? Like, bro, plastic, plastic went viral eight months after I dropped it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. You can't really time this shit. You just got to do what you do. And the song going to do what it does. Some people's songs go viral on TikTok or whatever platform. Uh, two years, a year after they drop. You know what I'm saying? So the what, what you would grab from that is just drop good music and do what you do. You know what I'm saying? You can't be stressed about what it does in the first couple of days. Some people shit do a million views in the first couple of days and then stop right there because of the hype. That's it. And then some people sit, grow gradually, and keep growing exponentially. So what would you rather be? You tell me. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of my favorite songs of yours that I like is 23 featuring Lil Yachty. How'd you get linked up with Lil Yachty? You know that ain't one of your favorite songs, bro. That song. Huh. Oh, <laughs> 23 is old as fuck. <laughs> he said hi. So in high school, when they, because I'm really in touch, like I'm tapped in, like with underground and what's blowing up and shit like that. It was, Lil Yachty was like really new, and his 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 rate was low as hell. Like his rate was low as hell at the time. It was like, I guess I think it was right after um one night came out. I just hit them boys up, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they work, they work with me. You know what I'm saying? They fuck with me. And it was just like, shit, let's do it. It wasn't like the, oh, we just in the studio and we made the song. It was like, you know, I'm a high school kid that was really serious. I had got the money for my brother. My brother, my mother, my brother gave me the bread, and I just sent that bit to Yachty. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that shit like was viral at the time bro like that shit made me so popular in high school like yeah i definitely i that's why i say invest in your career i definitely like since the young nigga like always invested in my career at all the time i ain't really like buy or spend money on my leisure because i felt like i don't know i felt like spending money on my career it is spending money on my leisure because I get to live better. I get to be the most popular kid in high school. I get to do all this other shit, like, you know? What's the most important investment that you've made so far throughout your career? The most important investment I've made so far mm-hmm. in my career? Damn. <sighs> other than that feature, because that feature did set up a lot of things in cause and effect that wouldn't have happened if I didn't get that feature. Other than that, I would say investment. When you say investment in my career, I would say my my hair. My hair is one of the, because I don't know what else, like, other than promo, like, other than promo, Hmm. Like in high school, I, I like pay. I pay some people to like dance to my shit. 
Like that was definitely getting me bubbling. But most important, shit, I think it was my music videos. Okay, yeah. My music videos was definitely like a big, you know what I'm saying? It made people see me like, whoa, like, you know, just more like, I think my music videos and my 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 image, like my hair, like I used to look all dingy when I first graduated. Like I felt like once I hit up jaw locks and got my shit really twisted the right way, got some double strands, got my shit right, good hair. Like once I made myself look good, I was more marketable and presentable. Like I just felt like I feel like all of it together. You know, it's, it's not one thing. Because a good music video ain't going to do nothing if you don't market it. A good image don't really go too far if you're not. You know what I'm saying? It's like you need the good image, the music video. You need to market it. All that. like So all the investments together was very important to my career. It seems as though that you want to branch out because you said that you don't want to be rapping as long as Wayne, even though he's a GOAT. What are some of your other interests that you would like to dive into later on in life? Fashion, fashion, and just like money, home, real estate. You know what I'm saying? Like a lit ass crypto portfolio. Shit, just like money. You feel me? Not, it really ain't like, just, yeah, I'm just trying to live like, you know, like I got 10 homes paying me, I got hella tenants. Fuck I raffle. Yeah, like that. I'm trying to do that. Fashion. Yeah. Have you thought about creating your own line or putting something together in the near future with the help of some associates at all? Yeah, for sure. I like other than we're much other than this chain I already got that's out. It's like a, a unghetto gold chain. <laughs> like it's mm, other yeah, other than this unghetto gold chain, like it's some shit that's gonna be Big as fuck. It's called Javixu. It's going to be huge, though. It's going to be big, though. J-A-V-I-X-U. It's going to be fire. I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't really know the direction it's going to be in, but just know. Like, yeah. It's going to be up there. Yeah. It's going to be Speaking up there. in existence, you're all about positivity. That's important out here, especially throughout the tough times in the industry. It's always important to stay positive. For sure. Yeah. Tough times in the industry. It's a tough time in the industry. Yeah. Or in general. I think it's tough times in general. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite song off a of happy trap? <laughs> it's a song called it's a song called Sons. S U N S U N S. Sons. That's I think that's my favorite. Don't touch my money is also a little. And then I don't know, bro. I can't. That's it. Like I don't, like the song. The, the the project is really good. I like Guap too. Guap's tough. Yeah. The one with Lil Keith is hard. That was one of the features. Yeah. I like how you're moving though, because you released a lot of your songs prior as singles and added them onto the pro- the mixtape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You took a much different approach from other artists out in the game. Yeah. What's what's the um 
approach that they took. They usually just drop an, uh, the whole project. They'll release like one, one or two singles at the most, rarely, mm-hmm. and then they just drop the whole project. Yeah. I used to be really like a single type person. Like I was like, bro, there's no point of dropping projects at your beginning because why? No one's going to hear it right away. No consuming all that from you. No one cares enough to, you know? They don't care. You got to drop some singles and as until you get somewhat of a buzz. Just drop single, 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 single. Because if you drop one single every two months or one project every two months, yo, come on now. Just drop singles. Because it's going it's less work and you stretching your work farther. But then I got to a place like to become a real established artist, you gotta drop that project. You can't just keep doing singles. You gotta drop that project so that you can have a discography of work that people can come and resonate with for sure. So that's what I'm on now. And I feel like the more songs you drop, in a way, in a way, you you gotta it gotta be like a balance. Don't oversaturate your shit. But if you could drop a project a little bit often with good songs on it, you have a bigger chance of one of those songs going up if you're marketing your project the right way, you know? As opposed to dropping one song every couple, you know what I'm saying? Blue, every blue moon. Who designed the album artwork? Uh, Keon, Keon Walker. Like, what? Yeah. Like, me and him. Yeah. I like the concept of it. Yeah, like, I just thought of all that shit. I was just like, I kind of wanted to be, like, happy, you know? Like, a non-existent place. I happy, sunny place. And just shit. Yeah, with nature. And beautiful women. Yes. Something that we do know about you is an important life lesson is that it's always important to wait your turn. Do you feel as though now is your turn? Yes. Yes. I do feel like now is my turn. Ready to see it. Anything else, man? I'm Ghetto Matthews here in the building. Anything else you want to let the fans know that we didn't cover? We, we, we covered everything pretty much from the new album early on in your career. Some exclusive stories. This nigga brought up the 9-11 shit. That's crazy. <laughs> nah, not really. You know what I'm saying? I just want to say, I just want to say, wash your hands, you know? Get a manicure. Don't be scared to get a manicure. A pedicure. Keep yourself up. My kings. Do that. That's what I want to say. Shit. Invest in some cologne. Never know. Bitches love it. Upcoming performances? I'm going to put this into the air. I'm performing at Rolling Loud. Soon. Soon enough, I'm going to perform at Rolling Loud. I'm not on the, I'm not on the lineup, but I'm on the lineup, if you know what I mean. You should be that's on the lineup. I don't know why you're not. That's, that's a crime, especially for upcoming artists. <laughs> that's a crime no i mean i just feel like you know my time is gonna come when it comes but i just want to manifest that out there i fuck with Tariq. you know what i'm saying matt Tariq, if you see this shit 
Put me on rolling loud. I don't care if you give me a 10 minute set. Watch what I do. I'm a rock out. No cut. Put me up. Man, man, what? Uh-huh. When it's your turn to get on that stage, and it will be your turn to get on that stage soon, what song are you going to perform first? Oh, at the festival? Plastic, for sure. Plastic. Like, yeah. Plastic, I'm going to do. Hi. I'm going to do. I'm going to do high. I'm, I might. Uh, I might do Sons. I might do She Cheated. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, I'm gonna, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I know I'm going to do I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go crazy. I know I'm going to go crazy. Like, they're going to be very entertained. I'm going to do something that, I'll say this. I'm going to do something during my performance that is going to entertain the crowd and something that they've never seen before never seen before in their lifetime i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do something that they've never seen at a live performance in their life yeah that'll be the unghetto matthew performance yes the unghetto matthew festival performance it's going to be amazing no cap but looking forward to seeing it go viral it's gonna go super viral yeah for sure (laughs) Oh, man. Unghetto Matthew is here in the building here tonight. I want to thank you for coming on the show for an interview. I enjoyed speaking with you, man. <laughs> Chopping it up with you. Unghetto Matthew is here in the building. It is not even a building. Unghetto Matthew on the Zoom. On the Zoom. On the Zoom. Yeah. On the Zoom, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. Congratulations on all your success so far. And then this new mixtape that's going to really elevate your career to the next level here. And let's manifest that all these things come true here in the near future. And they will, as long as you put the hard work in. Thank you so much for sure. Mad Max. No doubt. We got to do this again. <laughs> Anytime you got a release, get you for on sure. to talk about it. For sure. You funny as hell, bro, without even trying. You... <laughs> follow you on it. They can follow you on Instagram and Twitter at Unghetto Matthew. Mm-hmm. Unghetto, that's U-N, ghetto, M-A-T-H-I-E-U. Go crazy. There we have it. Unghetto Matthew, take care. Enjoy the rest of your night. Happy traps in the rotation. I look good as shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Flash out.